0: It was said to have been four months worth of rain in only four hours. It stretched from the Florida Panhandle to Mobile Bay, Alabama, leading to, quote, historic and catastrophic flooding. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. Yes, Sally was called by NOAA, quote, an erratic hurricane, both in its track and intensity, end quote. That made landfall along the coast of Alabama at category two intensity this day in weather history. There was over 30 inches, 30 inches of rain in Pensacola, and that equates to about four months of rain in a tiny window of only four hours. When Sally made landfall near Gulf Shores around 4:45 a.m. Central Time, it packed sustained winds of 105 miles per hour or almost 170 kilometers per hour. The areas submerged by flooding were forced to implement curfews to keep their residents safe. How did this get so bad? Speed, or more to the point, lack of speed Sally was one of those ultra-deep areas of low pressure that had more than enough time to screw itself up into a powerful vortex capable of drawing in an immense amount of water and spending long enough in one place to exact it in a focused area. This prolonged period of intensity only escalated those local impacts. Get this, the storm was crawling along at less than 8 kilometers per hour. I can run faster than that and not break a sweat. It was moving that slowly when it made landfall. And remember that this is a powerful tropical storm complete with hurricane force winds, storm surge, and torrential rainfall. It was a disaster. It was this slow, plodding progression of this massive storm center that made it possible for that overwhelming 15 to 30 inches of rain. That equates to upwards of 100 Centimeters of rain, also known in Canada as 1,000 millimeters of rain, across Baldwin County into Western Florida Panhandle. Thousands of water rescues were conducted during the storm due to rapidly rising water, and many homes were flooded, obviously. Road closures were widespread, especially in Western Florida, where the rain totals were the highest. Many roads were damaged, many were washed out. As for the flooding, Several rivers crested within their all-time top five historical crests. Welcome to year two of this podcast. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. But oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Now I mentioned off the top that the wind was powerful and with a landfall sustained wind of almost 170 kilometers per hour, damage was extensive across the region, especially in areas that experienced the eyewall of Sally over the prolonged duration of several hours. Many homes suffered roof damage while others fell victim to fallen trees that were overwhelmed by the winds landing on or through a number of those homes. Wind that is sustained over a long period of time and focused up onshore from the Gulf of Mexico will always be accompanied by storm surge, and this one packed all that and more. Thanks to that wind, an out of control barge slammed a portion of the newly built Pensacola Bay Bridge, also known as the Three Mile Bridge that acts as a connection to the city of Gulf Breeze, and it knocked it clean off. More than 500,000 customers in Alabama and Florida alone lost power, and with the intense heat and humidity that was also pumped into this region, that was another hazard for human life. The highest surge occurred in the bays and sounds of Alabama and the western Florida Panhandle, again, where the winds were the most powerful. But listen to this, the peak rise of 7 to 9 feet, that's 2 to 3 meters in many locations, is what a lot of people faced. Remember that we also had that insane 760 to 1000 millimeters of rain on top of the storm surge. So that all played a cooperative role in the dangerously high water levels that resulted in thousands of structures along coastal areas being flooded and or totally destroyed. Sally was ultimately responsible for four direct fatalities in Florida, Alabama, and Georgia, while causing $7.5 billion in damage in the United Gulf states. The irony? Sally came ashore 16 years to the day that another Category 3 hurricane named Ivan struck roughly the same area. Yeah, all happening on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is September 16th, and we're staying right here in the Gulf for what came to be known as the Okeechobee Hurricane. A Category 4 storm in 1928 still stands today after all this time as one of the deadliest hurricanes in the history of the Atlantic Basin. We're going to get to it right here on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.